the Lord be with you and also with you. Welcome to the Church of England's online service today, coming from St Faith's Church in Lee on the Solent. My name's Paul, I'm the vicar at St Faith's. The theme of our service today is trusting God in difficult circumstances. Mike, our curate, will be speaking to us later, and we'll also be hearing from Zeb, a member of our church community, about how she had to face some difficult circumstances last year and how she learnt to trust God more. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. Our psalm today is Psalm 86, which will be led by various members of the St Faith's community from different places around Lee on the Solent. 
Please do join in with the words as they appear on the screen. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am devoted to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all day long. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call on you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my cry of supplication. In the day of my trouble, I call on you. For you will answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord. Nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and bow down before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant. Save the child of your maidservant. Show me a sign of your favour, so that those who hate me may see it and be put to shame. Because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me.
Michelle is going to give our gospel reading now, and then Mike will be speaking to us. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? These are some of Jesus' words to his 12 closest followers as he's about to send them out into the world. He is sending them to share the same message that he has been sharing and do the same things that he has been doing. This message was both wonderful and life-giving, and yet anti-establishment and therefore threatening to some. Jesus divided opinion. 
He is asking his followers to share that same message that was seemingly both welcomed and rejected in equal measure. Inevitably, they will now face some resistance just as they've seen Jesus face as they seek to challenge the religious status quo. Jesus is also sending them out into a world full of danger and threat. Even if they weren't being sent to share this controversial message, the world was not and is still not entirely safe. We live in a world of accidents, incidents, disorder and evil, where bad things can happen to good people, good things can happen to bad people, and just about everything in between. Life can be a real struggle full of highs and lows, easy times and hard. These trials appear not to be equally shared between us all. Some people shoulder such tragedy in life, don't they? While others live seemingly carefree. Disaster could be around the corner for any of us at any time, it seems. Jesus is, of course, telling his disciples here that God loves every sparrow and knows about the life and death of every one of them. What he is saying is that if God knows the lifespan of every small bird, when each of them is to live and die, then certainly he knows about humanity and the lives of each of them, those disciples too. And if, as suggested here, the disciples are of more value than these sparrows, then God knows and cares deeply about them. And therefore, we, uh, they can trust in God, who is good. He, Jesus, is saying that since every hair on their heads is counted by their father, they do not need to fear. They don't need to fear the rest of the world with all of its danger and all of its trouble. They can trust in God's bigger plan for them. And of course, so can we today. These words can comfort us in our trials, just the same as it did those 12. Now, while modern medicine and technology brings us, especially here in the West, a degree more safety and security, such that our average life expectancy appears to be greater than it was in Jesus' day, we still face, don't we, trials and dangers of many kinds. And Christians are not exempt somehow from these. In fact, standing for Christian values and beliefs, teaching the things Jesus taught, has and still does divide opinion and engenders opposition or persecution. Jesus calls us, just like he called his disciples, to go out into the rest of that already big and dangerous world and to share his good news. He calls us to do the things he has done and to share his story and his teaching with a needy world. We are to take his message of God's kingdom and his love with us, just as his 12 disciples were instructed to do. This is potentially a big and scary thing to do. Sometimes what it means to be a Christian and to follow Christ's teaching is not compatible with the rest of the world's ideas. Simply telling Bible stories is illegal in some countries, but it's not always well received here at home in the UK either. Christian values, far from always being fluffy and light, can seem quite, quite radical 
quite countercultural at times. Holding on to biblical beliefs and values for ourselves sometimes goes against the flow in, in ways that challenge the wider societal norms. So suggesting that these values perhaps be adopted by others can make us deeply, deeply unpopular. Jesus' disciples, I'm sure, were, were quite afraid of going out into that big wide world with all of its dangers in order to share something they knew would be controversial and divisive. And this is why Jesus offers us and he offers them this message of comfort. He's preparing them to face the dangers and troubles of the world. And it's a message we too can receive today to give us strength to face our own troubles. We may be watching this today, worried about how to be a Christian and to live out our life with, with Christian values. We may be worried about how to share our faith in an increasingly secular world. We may simply have struggles of our own with health or with relationships or grief or loss. Whatever we are facing out there in the world, God is calling us to trust in him, to put our faith in him and his grand plan. Now, this isn't to say that everything will work out happily and easily for us, at least in the short term. Jesus, after all, suffered and died because of the message that he was proclaiming. And so eventually did most of the 12. And yet God knows how things will work out in the bigger picture. He sees over the horizon towards what we cannot. He will make things right for us eventually in, in some way that may be beyond our human ability to, to see it right here and now. Now that isn't to say that God doesn't work here and now in our immediate circumstances. He does rescue us from our difficulties in life sometimes. We saw him meet the needs of many people in his life through miracles he performed, and he's still performing those today. Our ultimate hope, however, is for a more distant future reality where he will wipe every tear from our eyes. Our job then is simply to trust in him, surrendering our own designs or plans on the way we think things should be, and, and not fearing how others will treat us for doing things God's way, however unpopular that might seem. We're simply to walk forward as he calls us to, sharing his message of hope, redemption and love as we go, and knowing that we are loved and held by God in his grand plan for all of us. This, of course, is far easier for me to say than it is for us to do. I don't believe we can do this without God's spirit within us, guiding and inspiring us and giving us boldness to share, and peace. We will hear later from Zeb about a time she was given this peace and this inspiration through a trial in her own life. Now, one picture that Jesus uses of himself is as the good shepherd. We're going to sing a song about this in a moment, and it's based on Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Our shepherd, Jesus, knows us. He is leading us forward. He looks after our need for green pasture and still water. And as we sing, perhaps use the song as a prayer, surrendering again your own plans for safety and for security to God and trusting him to be your good shepherd. Know that as you sing, every hair on your head is counted by your Father in heaven. 
and that Jesus, the creator of all things, loves us. He is working all things out for our good, even if it doesn't seem like it at the moment. And when we do face trials of all kinds, our darkest paths, our valley of shadows, we can trust God is with us to comfort us. Let's sing. Amen. I'm here outside St Faith's with Seb, who's a member of our church community. Seb has a story of having to trust God in difficult circumstances, and we thought it would be good to hear from her today. Seb, can you tell us what happened to you last year? Oh, yes, Paul. Um, it has been a very difficult year. Um, around June this time, I was in hospital for a routine operation where I was expected to come out two or three days later. 
Um, but unfortunately, I developed overwhelming sepsis. Um, my heart and body went into shock and I ended up in a coma on a ventilator for a week. Um, I woke up from that to be told that I had um, permanent heart damage and that my um, ability to, to function would be limited lifelong. Um, I was also unable to walk um, and was told that I had severe um, loss of tissue uh, to the skin on my legs, uh, which required formal operations and skin grafting, um, which was extremely painful. And um, I had large weeping wounds that were just sort of um, impossible to dress and that, that were sort of constantly painful. And, and how did, uh, where was God in all that? How did you learn to trust him? Uh, I often ranted at God, especially late at night when I was in the hospital in pain and unable to do anything for myself. Um, but at the same time, I had this overwhelming sense of God being with me, that I was not alone, that um, he was strengthening me, that I heard him saying to me several times, you will be fully restored. Um, you are not alone. I am with you until the end of time. Um, which gave me huge amounts of comfort and gave me the ability to bypass what the doctors were saying to me and to, to feel that there was hope. Um, I was also holding on to his word about restoring me because I had been told um, by the, the hospital consultants that I would have irreversible heart damage that was likely to, to sort of limit my ability to do most things. Nine weeks later, I was um, informed by the heart consultants who were following me up that my heart had actually returned to normal function, which was pretty miraculous um, and what I would class as a modern day miracle. Um, and within four months, I was, I was back at work, having learned to walk and do everything again and live independently in that time. And this, this has sort of strengthened my faith in God that even during the hardest of times, um, having lost my mother um, unexpectedly in October as well, which was one further blow that we, we really could have done without, uh, God held on to us, he held on to the family and he strengthened us and let us know that he was still with us and mum was in a better place and uh, that he would never leave us, uh, never abandon us. Thank you, Zeb, for sharing your story with us. Very welcome. And now Erica is going to lead our intercessions today. In our gospel reading and in the sermon today, we heard that we're created in the image of God, who has counted every hair on our head. God knows and understands everything that concerns us, which fills us with fear and which is costly for us. Jesus is honest about a Christian life not being an easy one, but firm in his assurance that we can trust God in everything. We can be confident that he is with us wherever life takes us, enabling us to face our fears and to live in hope. And so let us pray to the God who loves us, who knows our needs, who listens, who hears us and answers our prayers. Father God, we sometimes feel overwhelmed by the complexity of problems we face. 
many of which are beyond our control, but never beyond your grace. Grant us courage when fear grips us, and strength to act when we can, trusting always in you, our source of hope and peace. Lord, hear us and answer our prayers. We pray for your blessing on us today and always, that we might serve you and share the hope that we have in you. Help us to better care for and nurture the beautiful world that you have given us as our home and all those with whom we share it, mindful of how lovingly you crafted every detail. Lord, hear us and answer our prayers. Bless, we pray, those who work in service of others, especially those who support people who are desperate, oppressed, neglected, deprived, marginalized, or unloved. May they be beacons of your hope and healing, helping to cast out fear so that all your children may be free. Lord, hear us and answer our prayers. Guide those who lead nations and communities. Inspire them by your Holy Spirit to work towards unity and harmony. Teach them to value integrity and honesty, mindful of the last and the least, so that they might always seek to serve the needs of others. Lord, hear us and answer our prayers. We pray for all those who are shackled by illness, physically, mentally, emotionally or spiritually. We pray for those who are weary and broken-hearted, people known to us or known only to you. We ask for healing and wholeness, that they may know your freedom in their hearts. Lord, hear us and answer our prayers. We give thanks for those who have died and for those who grieve. Comfort them with your presence, your love, and the sure hope we have in Jesus that death is a gate to new life. Lord, hear us and answer our prayers. We gather our prayers together as we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We sing together, Great is thy faithfulness.
Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you humbled yourself in taking the form of a servant and in obedience died on the cross for our salvation. Give us the courage to follow you and to proclaim you as Lord and King to the glory of God the Father. Amen. We hope our service today has encouraged you to trust God in all circumstances and in everything he has called you to do in your life. A final blessing. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be upon you and remain with you this day and always. Amen.